Hello. Good evening. Good evening, everybody. Hi, guys. Good evening, How everybody. Are you guys. Kamusta kayo, guys? Nice to see you. I'm doing good. What about you, Kat? Um, I'm okay. I'm feeling the cabin, oh. the cabin fever. Hello. Well, hang in there. Mindset, mindset lang yan, friend. I'm good too. I'm good too. We had two services today, so I'm kind of happy about that. Services? Uh, yeah. uh, yes, lunch and dinner. It's oh, rare. Yes. yes, yes. It's rare during this time of crisis. So it's yeah. the first time we had two a lunch and a dinner service. Wow. Super That's a Yeah. Christina So says, hi, chef. Hi, hi CZ. Hello, CZ. <laughs> You said CZ. Is this Tina? That's Tina. Oh, hi, oh, Tina. Hi, Tina. You, huh? I think our half Brazilian chef, Jacko, says hello. Hi, Jacko. Hi, Jacko. Hi, Jacko. If you guys are watching this, please let us know where you're watching from or uh, what you guys are doing. Say hi in the comments section if you guys are watching. Yeah. And yeah, let's just wait for more people to come in. But for yeah. the meantime, before I do yeah. the, the whole intro thing, take it away, Rob. Huh? Take us. it away, Rob. Take it away. You oh, next week, no, Papa. Like, take yeah, it away, Kat. Me? No. Well, okay. Let's let's a little bit of catch up. We have been, oh. we saw each other like a little bit of cheese me. We the three of us have never been in a room together until was it Thursday last week? Mm -hmm. We finally mm -hmm. like all you know like saw each other. It was kind of cool. Um, Rob invited us over to the new Besa Besa food hall. Um, to try some of the stuff, and it was it was it was pretty amazing. I'm I'm still. I should have like I should have I should have had more of that. I know right? <laughs> that was really good, but like that we served good, it yeah, at yeah. the part where we were busubna. I think there was too much food though that day, but that's why it's hard yeah. for me. You know, that's why every time I say I really I'm serious that I need a tester. We have that <laughs> we have too much food every day, and if I I try not to go to work so I don't eat. <laughs> <laughs> See you eating in your, yeah. in your box all the time. Yeah, but but you know we have a we have a nice thing going on now since we started this uh, this week. Uh, we we made it uh, for every uh, bundled every order that we sell online. We we donate a meal to charity. Oh, nice. oh wow, that's nice for so every that's, meal. Yeah, that's starting uh, this week. Oh, okay. Yeah, so basically, we count how many people ordered. And the government, because now they have these programs, no? Because uh, hunger is a real issue for a lot of Filipinos. Um, yeah. So we don't see that very often because sometimes it's outside Metro Manila. But there's a lot mm -hmm. of feeding programs going on among the schools. So mm -hmm. that's kind of like the direction we want to take it. Because nice. uh, if you know, especially when children are not fed, there, there's no, the fact that there's food in schools incentivizes the, the parents to send their children to school. So mm. It's a bigger thing, no? And then, uh, so that way when they go home, sad but true, but sometimes they don't have to eat that much anymore. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. 
So yeah, mm. so we decided every everything we sell, one lechon, one like this, uh, every person that gets a tasting menu or whatever, we uh, we're doing a meal for the uh, to fight hunger. Yeah, that's 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 really cool. And you know, like I think nutrition, especially you know, for 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 children in the formative years, is just so important. It it not yes. only like feeds their body, it feeds their brain as well. To do better in school, etc. Eric Sacro says hi, Rika. Hi, there Eric. Three of us, guys. Three of us. <laughs> <laughs> Eric, maghai ka daw. Okay lang. You left out. No, 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 no it's okay. <laughs> Put your intentions out there. It's okay. good. <laughs> but yes, you're you're right about the nutrition in the formative years. By the way, did you mm. know that July is National Breastfeeding Month? Month. You, what? Huh? Really? July is National Breastfeeding Month. Huh? Oh wow! Well, it's, it's also National Nutrition. I happen month. to know that because I'm an expert at these things. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it really is. It really is. Because we we had this. Uh, yeah. So just just saying it out there because a lot of mm. a lot of people because of you know this commercial before. I don't forget which brand it was. There's mm. some people in the population who believe formula is better than mother's milk. It was because of a very irresponsible TV oh. ad back when we were kids. Mm. I'm not going to wow. name brands because I'm not sure which brand it is. <laughs> but because of that, there's still a big population that chooses formula right away. Oh, wow. But, you know, if you don't get breastfed, there's a lot of the, the healthy bacteria that never goes in you. That, you yeah. know, so it's proven among that Breastfeeding gives you stronger, you know, immune system. You yeah, and that, that kind of like leads into our topic today, which is toxic Filipino culture and what Ayon. we can do to finally get rid of it. And Ooh. I feel like oh. I'm address it. Yeah, we got to address it and it's got to start with awareness, diba? So just Correct. like the breast milk uh, commercial, nasabi nila, uh, formula milk is better. I mean... Can you imagine the influence of just one commercial, how it affected know, right? all of these kids? And that's yeah. what's happening in our culture just by passing down, um, you know, societal, like, uh, things. Beliefs. We're not, yes, yes. Yeah, beliefs. We're not talking about it. And I think, you know, it's 2020. It's about time we really address it so that it stops. The change just stops. And so, guys, we are going to be talking about this. Grab your drinks your wine, your water, your popcorn, whatever, and feel free to comment and join us in the conversation so that, you know, it'll be fun. Yeah. For sure. Oh, fun. Great. Hey, hey, intro, oh, intro. Let's everybody. Okay, so we've got Kat over there. She is um, a coach, a life coach, and she's super amazing. She deals with a lot of people every single day. She knows her stuff. Follow her at Coaching Happiness PH, guys. And then we've got Rob, Chef Rob. He is an amazing, talented chefpreneur. Wow, yeah, you guys you. have to follow him too. Very talented in uh, creating content as well. Passionate about what he does. And I am Rix Hernandez, and I'm a yoga yogapreneur. And, mm. you know, this podcast is about bringing our mindsets and our stories together to, you know, shed some light on these topics for you guys. So, yeah. Yes. Great. Nice intro. And for anything, Ali, 
Barzaga says hello to some Felipe. And then Eric said, what can I say? Most people endorse formula for most non-normal operations. Mm. So that's kind of interesting. I have, I, I don't yeah. have kids, so I can't relate. <laughs> European. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So, so where do you yeah. think the start of this whole toxic Filipino culture came from? Where did it start? Mm -hmm. Well, a lot of things. Like, oh. but primarily, it really like it. It 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 comes from the culture. Stems from our primary belief systems. And these are ideas that have just basically kind of been passed on to us by our primary caregivers. So that could be your mom, your dad, tiaya, teachers, and even and even friends. And you know, during our formative years, we we are basically a sponge, so we just accept everything, um, you know, as the truth. Um, and you know, we don't know subconsciously that actually forms a lot of our um, you know, belief systems going forward. Yes, Rob, were you no, raising your hand? Goodbye to my staff. I'm sorry. <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> um, so yeah, you know, I think I think like a, a lot of one of the my favorite like Filipino belief systems. Um, it wasn't it wasn't taught to me growing up, but like I hear it a lot from my cousins. Is um, I don't know if you guys like were raised the same like mga takot sa dilem, like they were they were. Afraid yeah, like they're they're afraid of like going into like a room. Pag nakapatay ng ilaw, like no. yes, baka the first thing they do is they open the light because they're afraid of the. No, baka may mumu. Mumu, right? No. But then imagine like you still have that fear, and you're like thirty plus years old, and that's your 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 in your instinct automatically goes to the light switch. Because you're afraid of the mumu, even even the word mumu. I mean, who says that? That's 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 the word of like a four, five, six year old. But because you know lakihan, they were like that's what we that's what we latch on to, and that's that's a belief system. So you know, they they also like use the mumu if you don't finish your food. Exactly. If you don't finish the food, right? So, like, whether you realize it or not, you are basically teaching your child to be afraid of police officers, or like when you're at the mall, right? Behave, or else you're going to security guard. Yeah, exactly. Right? Whether you realize it or not, like, those are beliefs that really become ingrained into us, and those are beliefs that we pass on to our kids. So, you know, like if, if a kid is kind of being naughty or whatever, you say, and it passed, the cycle continues. Wow, I'm so affected by that mumu. <laughs> Horror movies don't help. But yeah, you know, I don't like it because it's just the, the kid is not as smart as the adult who's threatening and yeah. threatening yeah. the child with fear to get mm. an instantaneous reaction just to be obeyed, no? Yeah, and uh, I think the the reason why that's also very wrong is because adults, not all of us, some of us, or maybe generations before, or even now, think that uh, children are stupid. Mm. Uh, yeah. The famous the famous saying that I really hate is "wala pang malayan." Yes. Oh, yeah. I really, I really yeah. hate that. Diba? There's no such thing "wala pang malay" because 
uh, like I said, no, it's the first seven years. That's pure subconscious programming for the rest yeah. of your life. And to say walang malayan, that also shows that because you think that the child is stupid, it's also just a way to show your cards that, hey, it's not the child who's stupid, Dodo. It's yeah, the adult exactly. in this particular situation. And usually from the age of one to seven, it's the primary caregiver talaga is the one that, that affects the child and his development and his belief systems. That's why zero to seven is always mommy says and daddy says, et cetera, et cetera. Whether you realize it or not, you know, you're yes. passing that on. And then seven to 13, it's usually, it gets overtaken by no teacher said, mommy, teacher, that's yeah. not true, teacher said. Yeah, and that's Right, yeah, and then later on, friends, and that's how we develop our belief systems. There, there are actually three ways that we get them. Number one is what we call modeling. So it's like mm. monkey see, monkey do. So mm -hmm. you know, like I talk about this a lot, especially when it comes to health. Um, you know, like I, I have clients that have struggling with health issues, diabetes, mm -hmm. hypertension, etc. And, you know, like we kind of explore that because, you know, yes, you know, your DNA or your genetics might make you prone to diabetes or to hypertension, but it's really, you know, like what, what you grew up with. So if your parents always kind of fed you sugar growing up and, you know, monkey see, monkey do growing up, and that's, that's what you considered normal. You know, if your parents were diabetic, et cetera, most likely you're going to turn into the same if you kind of continue on that pattern. Yeah, definitely. Oh, role models. Yeah. Mm. It's like super dangerous, no? It's like you think you, you don't see the second, third, and fourth level of consequence that, you, you know, can overtake. Mm -hmm. And so yeah. I really hope that because I'm a parent myself and I've, I've never done the Momo thing. Like the moment I saw my <laughs> Aya say that, you know, my Aya kids i was like don't you dare use the m word don't use the m word same here same here we don't allow our there's no such thing as moomoo's for our kids yeah, yeah. Hmm. i remember i remember growing up i was oh. never taught that because i never under i uh, like tagalog was a second language so when somebody tried to threaten me with that i was like what's a moomoo i want to see so that kind of <laughs> didn't work out for whoever whoever yeah. tried to threaten me to go to sleep early because of a moomoo <laughs> Oh, um, another, another way that we actually get our belief systems as well is actually through verbal conditioning. So, you know, when somebody keeps telling you something over and over again, it's really going to get to you, which is why, you know, especially when your kids are in their formative years, you really want to be mindful of you know, what you say. So, you know, I remember growing up, my mom would always say, Ang hina -hina mo talaga sa math. Mahina yan sa math eh. Math isn't yeah, her annoying. Math is only in English. Eh. Not good in math. Guess what? <laughs> I grew That's up. So I good. hate math. You know. Right. You know. So if if you keep Power telling your child, exactly, na ang tamad tamad mo, you know, like wala kung wala mangyayare sa buhay mo, and that's how you kind of condition them. Don't be surprised if that's how they grow up. I yeah. know it's crazy, huh? It's sad. It's sad. Yeah. And well, then I I'm, thought, I'm already I was already a bit happy, but now I'm slightly depressed. <laughs> <laughs> no, because it's it's really sad because it's so prevalent in our in our society. It, it's it, just it, it, uh, it. trying to get what you want by instilling fear in the per, in the subject that you're dealing with, mm. yeah. whether it's a child or someone else. It, it's, huh? it's super toxic. It's manipulation. It is manipulation. 
It yeah. is, but at the same time, I think just bringing, just talking about it and really having the awareness and being more mindful about what we say, I think really helps. You know, like I remember, like I had, yeah, like I had this tito and I think it's like, it's an older generational thing. I don't know if you guys have the same titos where they don't remember people's name, but they call them by certain things. Like I had this tito where he would say like, ah, si anian, si bakla. See, si, see, si tomboy, like you know, they, like they, they didn't, they didn't, they, they knew the names, but they would rather call them by that or like sitaba, oh. you know, and oh, like I know that generation. There are a lot of them are an, a very irresponsible generation. Exactly, and then they he were, had not all, apo. but a lot. And he has an apo. The apo was like six, six years old, and I oh, would tawa. hear it. He would call he would call the person like the same name like it was completely normal he didn't see anything wrong with it because you know the older generation that that's what they were doing so it's probably oh right gosh. so yeah. you know it's well to really sit down with him and say don't 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 say that that's not good and then you had to talk to the tito and say i had to go tito please don't don't do that it's a really bad example in front of the kids you don't want them repeating that, etc. Oh, that's what um, did he say? Iba na yung pahalang ko sa'yo. Arte na, arte. <laughs> <laughs> no, in fairness, he, he, he became a lot more mindful, I think. Or at least oh, around me. There you go. Because, you know, I just just, just bringing it to light and seeing how it affects, you know, other people, other generations is the same. And, and yeah. the last, and just going back to that example, the last um, way that we actually get our belief systems is, again, through firsthand experience. You know, like, yeah. especially for children, um, you know, the, their view of the world, like 50% of their beliefs are formed between zero to seven years old. So even if you mm -hmm. think that, you know, they, they aren't paying attention or, you know, they aren't noticing what they're doing, they absorb everything like a sponge. So, you know, oh, if, yes. if a child experiences a loving home, you know, they'll have a tendency to be open and friendly compared to a child who grew up neglected. Who might be, you know, suspicious of others, um, you know, and and I think that's that that's that's one thing that I really love to drive home, especially with, um, especially with daughters. So you know, fathers who have daughters, um, just you know, um, piece of advice is really teach your daughters what love looks like, you know, yeah. teach them what a, what a, what a, what a you know what a hug that comes from love looks like. You know, teach them what yeah. affection that comes from love looks like. Because a lot of, when it comes to women, like a lot of our beliefs when it comes to relationships is really formed by um, our fathers. You know, yeah, and yeah. if we don't, if we don't get that from the father because he believes that you know, oh, being stern and stern, like that's the only way to be. Um, you know, they start looking for love in other places, yeah. and that usually leads to trouble, and that leads that to a lot of. Mm. Yep, that can be trouble. That can be no. trouble. What's the I next mean, toxic habit that we're gonna talk about? Well, we haven't hey. got toxic habits yet. Well, so so it's still belief yeah. systems. Yeah, yeah, because it's yeah, really yeah, important yeah. to instill. You know, it's like that's the root of why we have all of these things that we're about to mention. And True. you know, okay, let's start with the the toxic Pinoy habits. Number one is manana habit. I learned this in school, the manana habit. Okay, so the manana habit, mamayana. Huh? <laughs> yep, tomorrow na lang. 
Oh, that's oh, what, yeah, that's guys, that's different from the manyanita habit. It's what uh, is the okay. <laughs> the manyanita habit is when you have parties during quarantine. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. party okay. Let's stay yeah. away from politics. I want to live to 2022 and vote. <laughs> but uh, yeah, manyana habit is the procrastination. Yeah, I don't know where I picked up my manyana habit from. Because I definitely didn't have it when I when I was living in Dubai. But then when I came here, it was kind of normal. Like that in Filipino time. Like I didn't oh, understand yes. Filipino time. Yep, I, I was to about think, to say that. I think yeah. manana habit and Filipino time are two monsters of the same gene pool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I used to each other's. Things. Go ahead. Hello, cat. Cat's cat got cut. Cat got cut. See, I oh, oh, there I she's back. No. I'm okay. The... Weird. <laughs> no, so like I remember like when I was a kid, um, you know, like I was taught that like if you were if you were early, you were on time. But if you were on time, you were late. So that's what I kind of got instilled with. And then I came here and I would get so frustrated. Like whatever time you say, it's always plus 30 minutes. And yeah, that's when people were. That's no good. Who invented that's that no thing? Good. I mean, was it, it was, it, you can't blame it on just traffic, right? Because there wasn't any no, traffic before. Yeah. You cannot. No, you cannot. But it's, so how, about, how about you, Rick? Uh, you, when you're school, no, you went to international school. Was the was this manana habit evident at all in international school? You know, uh, the good thing about going to an international school is that I did not experience any of that manana habit stuff. Like, mm. um, I really only got to feel that in college when I went to UP, <laughs> Diliman. Mm. Uh, you know, because in college you kind of cram. And you yeah. kind of manage, you learn how to manage your time and you think that you're smart by cramming things. Mm. So, you know, I picked it up from there, but I was like, this doesn't work for me. I don't know why people would rather uh, do that and suffer later on by cramming because it's so mm. stressful. It's like, you know, guys, if you have like deadlines or things to do, it's so sweet to take it in bite-sized, you know, tasks and yes. not stress yeah. Out. So yeah, yeah. yeah, that's something I wish would just go away, and that I and I see it, naman in my, in my kids' generation. The parang, uh, it's it's a little bit still there. I think mm -hmm. it just takes reinforcement, no, from teachers, mm. parents, and yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. yeah, you're right. Mm. But, but although you know, I think the whole manana habit, Filipino time, aka procrastination, it's prevalent in all cultures. However. It's just so, it's more prevalent here in the Philippines, no? I think it's now more than ever. Accepted, I think like people yes, accept accepted. that. Yeah, they're going to be late, like whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Yung mga tipong, where are you? On the way. Tapos pag sinabing on the way sa kanaliligo. I know, I know. Mga liar. Diba? I know, I'm on the way. Papunta na po. Have a friend who is like that is his thing like filipino time like if i say we have we have to be there by two like 1 30 palang aalis ng bahay 
And yeah. it got to the point where I would lie and kind of tell him that, oh, you know, the things that the thing the, the thing that we're supposed to be at, like it's it's at one, when in fact it's at two. So you know, even if even if like you know, like he gets there late, he's still more or less on time. <laughs> oh Wait, my! In your experience, but it's more guys who are have the Filipino time than women. No, it's everybody for me. Everybody, everybody universal. Yeah. Well, it's hard because separate in my industry hospitality. Yeah, we have the saying that if you're you're late when you come on the right time, you have to be five, ten minutes early because you still have to exactly. set up, fix your hair, fix your uniform, and all that stuff. Mm, um yeah. and I'm like that also as a teacher, you know, in culinary school, in class. Uh, it's just how do we get through that? I don't know. Sometimes you like what you said, the it's a belief system. They grew up in an environment that being late was okay, okay na, bahala na. Next time mm-hmm. ganyan na, next time ganito. They don't, they don't take it seriously, no. Pero siguro by my advice along for people is uh, that if you want your life to get better, you have to start with your own house. You gotta start with your own self first. Um, how can you ask for? How are we gonna uh, pray for a better life? Uh, what what if you got the 1 million, 10 million pesos that you were praying for? You're so irresponsible. It would kill you. Instead mm. of dealing with it pro- 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 properly, you'd you know get into drugs, alcohol, gamble it away. Right? So uh, I think important to know, no? while you still don't have everything you want, behave as if you already had it. But also mm. the responsibility to maintain it, yeah. because you never, yeah. you'll never deserve anything that way, no. If you'll just get better, bukas na lang. Yeah, Manana. and I think, I think that segues into another interesting, um, like toxic Filipino uh, culture part of it is that money is the root of all evil. Like that belief, na or like oh. kailangan mong maghirap para sa pera. Um, so like for me, like I, I grew up in a household where money wasn't really talked about. Um, like it was kind of considered like bastos if like, you know, if I, if I asked about anything that had to do with finances and you know, that, that, that created a lot of guilt. Um, that's not right. And I, no, and I, and I think it's like growing up because like nobody really taught me about financial literacy that was growing up because I didn't really fully understand the value of money. You know, coming from like everything I wanted, you know, was 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 there for me, and it was rude to talk about money. When I, you know, started living independently, I didn't really know the value of money. You know, it was a it was a it was a rude awakening for me to realize that, you know, I had to I had to be responsible around you know the little that I made. Um, and I think that also goes into the, the, the belief that you para sa pera. You know, like you, you, you really need to, you, it really, like money really requires hard work, especially living in like the, the, the age that we're living in. Like you don't really have to work hard, but it's more about working smart. Um, right. And, you know, as, as I kind of got older, I realized that all money really is is energy. And that value is what creates money. So kind of coming from changing that belief system from money is the root of all evil to money is 
energy and you know value is what creates money really helped kind of shift that mindset from scarcity to abundance oh, that's right good. That sense? That's good. <laughs> i agree i agree um i think it also has to do because um with the fact that we are a christian nation right and you know long suffering that's in the bible i think is also taken in it, it's misinterpreted as if you don't suffer a certain way then it's like oh money is evil kind of thing mm. right so I, I see a lot of people still in that mindset where they think of money as the root of evil when in fact you know if you're gonna come from a religious point of view like God wants you to be blessed and to be abundant. Money mm -hmm. is a tool in which you can, it's just like um, a knife. Right? A knife can be used to slice food or it can mm -hmm. use to kill somebody. So mm -hmm. it's, it's just a toxic teaching only because money is associated with greed. But obviously, if you don't teach the people, your children, about, you know, excess, about greed and about, you know, what mm -hmm. when to say enough is enough because you truly don't need all of that money like in fact um according to some scientific researchers uh researches there are studies showing that there's like a margin wherein when you've earned like i don't know how what the amount is but when you earn like let's just say you make 10 million pesos already in one month or whatever that amount is from that amount to the next million you don't feel any different because your your mind can't comprehend that much more you know mm -hmm. so truly like we're not built to handle all of that and so it just creates like this you know the more the greedy you the more greedy you are the more scarce mentality you have right? yeah. so and i think that also comes from us filipinos being um colonized by all all these spanish people you know we were we were slaves too, and that's mm -hmm. where a lot of the the belief systems come from because we were made to feel inferior. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. No, definitely, and I agree with you both. No, then the whole thing about money, uh, and I think I think now in this day and age, uh, the fact that you don't want to talk about something because you deem it to be bad or evil, uh, especially if you do that with other people, is. That's not being good at. Eh? That's just you trying to put harm in at the gate, so to speak, mm. not letting it in. Uh, however, yeah. I, I believe no, really, I really believe this to my core, is that uh, just because there is an absence of, of you know, I'm not saying money is good or bad. Huh? It just just because there is an absence of what is bad or evil in your life, it doesn't make you good. Uh, you have to be. You have to have the both. You have to have both aspects of what's good in your life and what's bad. And then when, when you have that, you have the entire spectrum of good and evil or, or really terrible, maleficent action that destroys. On the other hand, nurturing, responsible, uh, cognitive action that builds. Uh, mm. If you have that full spectrum and you choose, I believe that's what makes a good person. So being able to talk about sensitive topics should, I, I believe, is very much part and parcel of why we have such crappy belief systems now. Because we don't tackle the hard topics, we don't have the yeah. difficult conversations. It's always yeah. easy. You must say, "Hello, what must be, man? What must be, man?" 
Diba? Exactly. So that way, uh, you know, as a, as a society, we don't get to, we cannot debate or articulate our position in really difficult times, diba? Mm -hmm. And that, that's part of being a, a good adult, mature manner in a woman. Mm -hmm. is being to defend yourself at any time for taking a stand of what you believe in, but not because it's absent evil. Diba? It's yeah. because you know, you know how dark and deep and how evil things can get. If you don't choose the right thing. And so that's discipline also. Mm. I think it's also a lot of like what I kind of feel like when you say like money is root of all evil or if you, you know, somebody throws in a Bible verse, it's kind of, it kind of acts like a blanket to, you know, to kind of excuse people from the, the blame, anger, guilt, or shame that they might be feeling around a certain topic. Like, you know, when I was kind of digging deeper into, um, like my, my beliefs around money, whether it's scarcity or abundance, I realized that a lot of people, the reason why they don't want to talk about it is because they aren't very knowledgeable in the subject, you know, right. or they don't know how to articulate it to somebody. So if I, you know, like if, if when I was like 15, just asking my dad about, you know, like money stuff, he'd, he'd say, no, that's, that's not something you have to worry about. Right or oh or like I would ask my mom. She would say something like, "Bakit babayaran mo ba to? You know what I mean? And yeah, yeah. that's so far from the truth, huh? <laughs> yeah, and and, yeah. and you know, and kind of like growing up because like those were like the you know like oh don't 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 bother with it, don't think about it. I I kind of grew up not really knowing the value. So when I when it kind of hit a certain age, it was surprising to me like how hard it was to earn a living. Or, you know, or like, or just how much went to taxes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, gosh. So, right? That's so I think having, when it comes to abundance and abundance mindset, really talking to your kids, talking to your friends, normalizing the conversation, or, you know, being honest enough to say, oh, I don't know. You know, like, I don't know what an income statement is. What is that? Can somebody educate me? I think that's the first step to really getting out of that belief system that, Money is the root of all evil. I think, you know, education really brings a light to, you know, things that we consider to be evil. It's just lack of education at the end of the day. Oh, that's true. Mm. And that's why we're doing this podcast. Exactly. It's great to be having this dialogue with you too. Because, you know, I came from a background that we didn't want to talk about money. It was beneath us. Exactly. But then uh, eventually it bites you back when you're not able to manage your finances yeah what happens when you have now you have two kids and now you have to send them to school and oops why because when i was young ng yeah now i'm kind of I'm, I'm relying on get rich ads on facebook clicking it and getting depressed <laughs> because it doesn't freaking work they don't work dollars a week <laughs> That's why the next one is, um, I don't know, I think this is still around, but, you know, when it comes to, I mean, I'm talking about, like, more on the women's side because mothers kind of teach their daughters, ah, just marry a rich person. That's, that's the, I know, if it, that's the biggest, yeah. na, that's the highest level you can reach if you marry, yeah. like, mm -hmm. a rich Yeah. Yeah. So, which is very crippling, right? It's like it you, you're teaching the it's wrong like, thing. Yeah, I mean that's right away. You're, you're right away. You're telling the 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 female child that uh, you don't have what it takes in you to create a life yeah. for yourself. 
So instead, exactly. find it in someone else. My gosh. Yeah. Or, you know, bad parenting. Because then the girl will only put her worth and value uh, and equate it to, to money. Yeah. 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 yeah I, terrible. I was, I was raised like that. Like, that was bad. what my mom tried to drill into me. Um, her... Her her, ba her her three criteria was either millionario, artista, or anak ng general. And it took a couple of years to understand why anak ng general was a part of it until, oh, until I saw how they lived. <laughs> and then I was like, ah, okay, I get it now. But the good why, thing why? is... Huh? Well, why anak ng general? Because they're basically taken care of <laughs> oh, you will ask the thing basically okay. but i think the, the the good thing is like i was more of a daddy's girl and what my dad taught me was like if you want something you know you have to you have to really work and figure it out for yourself because if a guy gives it to you there are definitely strings attached and that, sure. that stuck with me yeah 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 for sure is it the same part, guys? Do mothers tell their boys that parang just marry a rich person? No, not, not my mom. <laughs> but, I've, never, uh, I've never heard no. of that. <laughs> no. Okay. No. no, I can't think of anything to say after that. But yeah, that's, uh, that's definitely not good. But, yeah. Diba? That's why that's why madaming ano, mahilig sa ano, eh, mga afam, diba? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Ali, Ali said, <laughs> or work for I it. can't even believe I said that term, a fam. With the head thing. And you know what? That That's another huge like Filipino toxic belief is marrying a foreigner is better than marrying a Filipino. Or being in a relationship with a foreigner is better than being in a relationship with a Filipino. And I think that's because of the belief that if if they're a foreigner, they can take better care of you than like financially as compared to Filipinos. I have a little ano. I have mm. had a lot of discussions with women about this. Okay. And uh, they. What is the summary? Uh, the summary, if I can just condense it, no. This is not my own words, guys. No, it's just the women and. <laughs> My friends that I have, is that they like uh, foreigners because they tend to find Filipino men are still very immature and irresponsible. Mm. The basic stuff. Basic stuff, huh? Yeah. So parang, uh, you know, you, you grow up with these uh, these types of men and then... Parang 30 years old na bubugoy bubugoy pa rin, di ba? Parang never, he never left high school. But then the thing kasi with foreign cultures, um, probably also once, once you're done with high school, they're very independent. Eh. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. so they, they fend for themselves a lot of their whole life. Di ba? And yeah. uh, with fending for yourself, I'm not saying it's always right. You don't, doesn't necessarily guarantee you're going to turn into a great human being. But at least... That responsibility box is ticked out. Yeah. But then there's a lot of Filipino men who are still very, but you know, they're 30 year old infants. That's the word for it. <laughs> I, I, agree, I agree because most of the time as well, it's for, for me, like, you know, like if, if you don't, if you don't move out of your parents' home at a certain age, 
you don't really learn how to live independently. You don't really learn your own beliefs, you know, like, because you've, you've been with your parents, that you kind of like, and once you kind of leave the house, that's the only time that you kind of realize that, oh, you know, I have these whole other belief systems that don't necessarily, you know, match up to my parents. And then you kind of kind of find your own individuality. Um, I kind of agree, yep. like with the, the the mama's boys things. Nah. Um, yeah, that's a whole beta male mama's boy complex. Yes. And, you know, and then they, they look for women, they, they go, they date, they get into relationships, expecting the same relationship to continue that, you know, oh, I'm oh, just going to yeah. I'm, I'm expect everything. Like, you're going to give me everything like my mom used to. And I'm going to keep comparing you to my mom. <laughs> Oh God! Um, Stop it, yeah, guys. that's a that's a psychological that's a psychological tenet though. The comparison mm. of uh of a man to his mother. That's yeah. why I believe yeah. no mothers have a very important role. Eh? Because you, I mean both mothers and fathers, diba. You're gonna you're gonna shape the 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 viewpoint of the opposite sex to your children by mm -hmm. how you behave. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, so yun yun, I agree. Delicate eh? Because you know what? I was at one point a 30 year old infant, I have to say. And, uh, you know, it, it took. It, Thank you. Know, you. I, it's, it's very different, diba? Because sometimes mm -hmm. you grow up when things are easy, it, you tend to take a lot of things for granted. Yeah. Um, but now that I have the responsibility to also try to mold two, two men no? in the form of my young boys. I, I read a lot about this, you know. I, I I talk to the doctor a lot about this, development doctors. I have some friends who are psychs, you know. I really talk to them about it and read a lot. It's so mm. important. It's so important for a man to be able to be relied on, reliable, responsible. Right? Yeah. And uh yeah, so for, I joke around guys, sometimes it took me forty years old to learn that. Eh? Better late yeah. than never, right? That's honest, you know, hey, like man, I, I better I, late. Better late I, than I, never. I coach 50-year-olds who are still, you know, still have that mentality. Um, and it's hard because they're raising teens. <laughs> so oh, they're yeah, growing, they're kind of growing and maturing at the same rate. Um, yeah, no, but yeah. going, going back to marrying foreigners, like I think like, yes, like, you know, there are, there are certain, and like, at least for us women, like there are certain things that we would prefer, like the, the independence, you know, but I think, you know, that aside, when push comes to shove, I think Filipino men are a lot more resilient. And, you know, based on um, my experience as well, I think Filipino men are a lot more sweeter. Like, it's, yes, it's, it's, I think so it's part of our culture. Yeah, it's like well, the, lum oh. the lumbing is there. Oh, but don't lang masyado. What do you mean? No, too much kasi, the lumbing, it can become pathetic. You know, if, if you go too far with it, yeah. If it's if you're all lumbing, sorry, so let me rephrase. If you're if all you are is just lumbing, oh, it cannot yeah. be. I mean, yeah. if you disagree with if you disagree with the person, the woman, whoever you're with, you have to be able to accept her point of view. You have to be able to hold on and argue your point of view, but don't make yeah. it a shouting match at the end of the day, right? yes. Agree to yeah. disagree. Yeah, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. like Meilambing. Well, you know, a lot of other cultures, a lot of other cultures, they're very stoic. Like it takes a while for yeah, them yes. to like, open up and really figure out what's happening under there.
True, um, true, true. So yeah, what other belief systems do you guys kind of have on your lists? Hmm. Um, parents seeing children as trust funds. Yon. Oh, oh, that is a cycle that needs to stop. That I really mean, is you guys have experience with this. I mean, have you ever felt that growing up a little bit? Me, kind of. Like, I remember I was like, I was in my 20s and I had I, my ex at the time. Um, like, he was at the house and my dad was there and he kind of came up. My dad kind of came up to me and he was like, I am Kumakasawa. <laughs> and I was like, why? I don't, I don't understand. And his point was, he was worried for me because and I found that kind of sad because at the same time, I could kind of see like that's where he was kind of going for himself as well. Like, you know, like when I get older, who's going to take care of me? And he wanted to kind of make sure that like, you know, if I was married off, someone could kind of step up and take care of him when he kind of got older, if that makes sense. Oh, wow. So mm. it was coming from a place of his own... Um, his own need. I think Still. he also wanted to see me like walk down the aisle, but I was like, no, nah, that's, you know, <laughs> wasn't ready then. Still not ready now. <laughs> um, but, you know, but, but, but just kind of seeing that sadness of, you know, like I want somebody to take care of you because I need somebody to take care of me when yeah. I get older. Like that's the, and then, and then, and then they set us up for it, right? Like, oh, ikaw yung babae. So, you know, you are automatically required to take care of, you know, whoever the parent is. And, oh, you know, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, we don't have homes here, homes for the elderly. We don't do that here. No, no, we don't. We don't. No, but no. I think it's also, it's also just being irresponsible at the end of the day. Like, I don't want to be responsible for myself, so I'm going to guilt you that, you know, like, now it's your turn. Um, you know, parents need to realize that it is your responsibility to raise that child. It's not a utang na loob. You yeah. know, and, yes. and, and the, cycle, the cycle continues because they're probably also, you know, like, taking care of their parents. So, kung anong dapat sa ipon, Napunta sa gastos ng like medicine or whatever for the parents. And then they just kind of think, oh, you know, it's going to be the same when I get older and my kids get older. They're going to do the same for me. And it's expected. So, you know, like in this day and age where, you know, you can you can barely kind of cover your own costs. You have mm -hmm. that, 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 you know, like responsibility of having to think of, Okay, if pano naman like pagtanda, I have to take care of this, this, and this, if that makes sense. Yell it says mandatory utang na loob. Exactly. Yeah, it's not. Yes, but, you know, mm. yes, but may I? But may I? Mm -hmm. I, I? I understand your point, no? But if we let's let's look at the you know, if I if we may, just put it. If you put yourself in the shoes of a minimum wage earner, uh, and they. They they expel hours of work in exchange for a wage that goes on and on for the rest of their life till they're physically unable to carry on. Yeah. Okay, so I think no the that especially for that person, their frame their frame of mind is that, you know, 
I have used up my energy. Kumbaga, I'm expired already as a, as a mm-hmm. utility. My utility is gone. So mm-hmm. maybe this this time it's the time for my children. I, I just, in a way, kasi I disagree with that when I was younger. But now that older that I get, you see people, you talk to them. That's what they're going through, then. Because, eh? you know, yeah. they, they, they reach a point in their life where a lot, especially blue collared workers, eh? Mm. But they they live from paycheck to paycheck. They're they they are they are very unknowledgeable in, in investments. If ever they do invest, sometimes niloloko pa sila, and then yeah. they yeah. they bound to never invest again because, mm-hmm. diba? So so then, well, they then they procreate children and they hope and pray that they take care of them, yeah, uh, for the utang na loob. So, yeah, it might be seem like an unfair burden, but sometimes it's really all they have to. Hope one for. Mm-hmm. No? I, I think at, at the same point, I think it's different though because oh, I have a guest. Um, Hello. You know, <laughs> meet Iggy, guys. Um, I think it's different because that's coming from survival mode. I'm talking. Yeah. I think I'm talking more about like white collar or you know having that conversation at least with your parents of oh, do you have a retirement plan? Because you know a lot of the times. Talking about retirement, talking about insurance, it's uh, it's super taboo. Like you know, like I have friends who are financial advisors, and they have such a hard time talking about um, insurance with um, you know, sorry, <laughs> dog. They have such a hard time talking about um, you know being financially re- um, responsible for themselves because you know the old, older generation automatically goes back at mama tayo ba kami? You know, or like, why why are you planning like for our demise? Yeah, that's like, not good. So no, that all boils back to the whole conversation that money is a taboo topic. Kasi. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I think, I, you know, I think it's, it's because people still think that they don't deserve to be abundant. They don't deserve to have money. It's like it, it's so ingrained mm-hmm. in their psyche yeah, that yeah, yeah, they don't yeah, yeah, Scarcity mindset is what we call that. Yeah. Yeah, and there's a lot. There's a lot of this false humility because also going around it. Yeah. Mm. It's very unhealthy. Yeah, it's unhealthy. I mean, humility is great, but false humility, uh, sac. Is it what? What's this? Sacrosanct? Is it sanctimonious? Right? You, mm. you, when you are, you have this sanctimonious. Uh, you think you're morally right. And because uh, you know you're morally right, it gives you, it puts you on a pedestal compared to the other person you're gauging yourself from. Uh, and, and well, these are all bad habits. Basically, yeah. I think if I can just boil it all down, if I may, no, it's a lot of these bad habits has to come when we disconnect from other people and think that we're separate from them and that we one up them. And it all boils down from Rika's topic before, which is fear, right? I was watching your TikTok, Rika. I'm gonna put a TikTok, by the way, because of Rika. Yay! Yeah. I'm not gonna do the tan 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 Oh, you know how to I just watch a lot of it. No, but uh, but yeah, you're sad. This this is a good topic. I we should talk more because my gosh, it's already an hour and we're not yet. I'm not yet even 25 percent done with my notes. <laughs> oh my god. All right, what's our next one? Our next How about one. Chismis. Oh, oh, gossip. Gossip. Oh, gossip. 
It's like our pastime. Dude, yeah, and for a Catholic Christian country to gossip, mm. it goes against everything Christians and Catholics hear and study and get mm. preached on, but they still well, do it. We also got that from the Spanish who taught us about Catholicism. So, yeah, yeah but, you know, for me, because I really hate it. I mean, uh, I think the biggest case of gossip I ever encountered is like when my marriage uh, ended and I got mm. separated. My gosh, all the gossip I would hear nonstop yeah. from everybody. Uh, yeah. And it was all conflicting, pa, diba? And then I don't, I don't know if people realize that when they gossip, they actually make things worse. Mm. But uh, I do believe that some of them want to think that they're actually helping the person involved by sharing their ideas and what they think they heard and all of that stuff. But my gosh, yeah. I, I hate gossip so much. I have a lot of female friends I friendship over it because they gossip like crazy when my marriage ended. They made things worse. So I'm they so were really pissed friends. at them. I'm so pissed at them. You know, mm. my old self would totally name names right here and tell you go fuck yourself, diba. But no, <laughs> but no. You know who you are. So <laughs> magsisi kayo dyan sa conscience nyo. Coming to awareness. My gosh, yeah. dude, this this totally is a topic that hits home for mm. me. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Like I, I hate gossip too. I mean, um, I I remember, um, it's like when even when you're doing good because people are jealous, they actually take the time out of their busy schedules to call people and say, "We gotta have a meeting. We gotta have mm -hmm. a meeting." And the and the meeting agenda is talking about you. So I had an experience about this when I put up my yoga studio. You know, okay. I'm a very businessy kind of gal, and when I do something, I always do it with excellence. And so my studio, wow, uh, right it. away, had it, it was just set up. It was great, and I had a lot of um, events going on. And I had, um, you know, imagine these are yoga people. You would think that yoga people have it together, have yeah, their emotions huh? controlled and stuff. You know, they would gather for meetings for teaching yoga but the warm-up i love it it's like the icebreaker while they're getting their food is we we gotta discuss about rika and make chismis like alam mo ba yung ginagawa niya, ganyan yan? and oh, it happens yeah. also in cell groups in church na parang before cell group bible study starts yeah uh, us up with some gossip what do you know and what gossip do i know? before bible study oh yeah yeah that's terrible it's true it that's happens terrible but that's terrible. terrible. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I have a different so, take. Honestly, like I love gossip. <laughs> I think well, so it can be fun. Different. <laughs> so, but I, for me, fun. I love I love gossip because for me, it tells me more about the other person than it does about oh, what's yeah, being talked about. Oh, you mean like who's who? It tells you oh, about. Yeah, the definitely. Yeah, like you know, yeah. like for me, to have. Is chismis or is this, or are you just are you just venting, right? Because I think that's different. Because you know, as as humans, we go through a range of emotions, and a lot of the time, we just need to get it out there. We need we need somebody just to hear us for you know, and just hear what we're going through and to empathize with us, right? right. Um, but you know, when it turns into gossip, is when it's like secondhand, thirdhand information already, and the story kind of takes mind of its own. Um, so you know, yeah. what I love about gossip 
is just seeing just like how many people are so interested in your life. Number one, like, wow, I didn't know this, this many people cared about me. <laughs> <laughs> to talk about me this much. And number two, it really just goes to show, you know, like the people that you should be trusting, the people that you should be talking to, you know, like all of Rob's girlfriends that kind of like turned on him and had their own versions of... Wait, don't say girlfriends, huh? People might get girl, the wrong idea. Girlspace. Friends. Female <laughs> friends. Female friends. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you know, who, who had like this version... Sounds um, bad because you know, yeah, all of Rob's girlfriends. <laughs> what? Well, you never see relationship. It's just girls that happen to be friends, right? Oh, there you, you go. Know, there you go. Better. Much needed. Okay, continue. <laughs> you know, like they had all these, like they had their versions. They had their own, like two cents on what was happening in the relationship when they aren't even part of the problem. You know, the issue was between Rob and his ex and they took it upon themselves to yeah. get opinions to everybody Seriously. and for me right and for me that just kind of shows that okay thank you for the friendship i guess it, it doesn't serve me this isn't win-win for us anymore it's more win for you and doesn't work for me so thank you bye yeah, yeah but I, I yeah and you know you know i think that people love to gossip mm. uh it's because you know it, you know it's 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 part of the narcissist's toolkit there right? Boy, you know what? I heard something about like this and like that. Uh, the reason why they, they like to gossip in that manner is because they can come out acting concerned. Mm. That's, that's their camouflage. They pretend yes. to be concerned. But then mm. the things that they're saying, it's out to hurt. Eh? It's out to get yeah. people hurt. It's out to put yeah. people down so yeah. they can be placed higher on their pedestal. So you yeah. know who you know you know who you are, you know, when I talk about this and I'll say it again, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> my, my my rule of thumb is like if you're gonna say something to somebody, make sure you can say that to the person's face. Yeah. And you know, a, a, a little analogy on what gossip is like, no, it's kinda like riding you're dry if you're the gossiper, you're driving this fast car, but you're telling everyone in the car no need to wear seat belts, and you're just going faster and faster. Yeah. So someone's bound to get hurt. And mm, uh, so, so anyway, I'm gonna stop ranting about it now, cause but it really is something that's so, it's a big deal for me. Uh, but I, yeah. I know that uh, it's all in a tendency. Sometimes we cannot help but talk about other people because sometimes a lot of the issues in our life, most of the time, are involved with other people. And yeah. so, me on a personal level, what I do is I, uh, I try to make sure that the way that if I talk about other people. I always try to keep my intentions in check that it's not to demean or reduce someone else on purpose. You know, for as long as I can be content that I'm not doing that to someone else, uh, then it allows me to speak about, let's say, if I'm going to talk about Rika's yoga studio, it comes from an objective and maybe even a positive uh, know, space. No, I'm not out mm. there to to put Rika down and her, her, her ideas down, but I'm more just, you know, matter of fact, let's talk about this. What are the pros? What are the cons? So mm -hmm. as, as, as soon as I have that little devil in me wanting to take revenge on someone, name names, Rob, name names, the little devil says, I stop myself, <laughs> so to speak. I slow the car down and I put my seatbelt. Just make sure so, I just don't say anything. So, so it's more giving feedback rather than cheat me. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Agree. 
Yeah, because yeah. ano eh, um, you know, if you trace back where gossiping and talking to each other came from, and it's more, it's like women gossip more, right? I mean, because the men, I mean, if you trace ourselves back to the caveman days, the men are the hunters and the women are the ones that stay and protect the, the tribe, diba? The reason why women learned how to talk to each other all the time was because they needed to create sounds to be able mm. to ward off like, um, you know, tigers and whatever. So yeah. it was like a form of survival to just talk and make noise and stuff like that. But hilarious, like Chismis was what warded off tigers yes but but you know well it is a weapon it is a weapon <laughs> but when people start putting instead of an exchange of information now they're adding like their own opinions what they think it mm. starts to become toxic you know it, it ruins yeah. the stool so i think yeah. that's when gossiping is bad um when you start to Put out your opinions. Na it doesn't. It's not even relevant to the information, de ba? So mm-hmm. yeah, that's it's not at the end of the day. Yeah, terrible. Yeah. And you know, it makes matters worse. Even in the in the office environment, my gosh, the there there are these people that like to gossip in the office environment, and they are so toxic. Definitely. They drag everyone down. They talk badly about their boss. They'll talk badly about their subordinates. They'll talk badly mm. about their colleagues. And when they go another weekend with different colleagues, they're gonna talk badly about you. Yeah, I hate I, people I, like that. I, 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 I think just, that that's sociopath. That's no, but yeah, that that is very is. prevalent because it's it's a very small environment and people want to be seen. And I think that's just the way that people act out, wanting yeah, attention. Terrible. Yeah. So wait, la, so let's like, get this productive though. How do you? Pr- how do how do how can we protect ourselves from gossip? Yeah. Protect ourselves from gossip of other people or from gossiping? Yeah. yeah, so let's say if people are watching this, I mean we all know gossip is bad. Any ideas? Because that's what that, I think that's a valuable thing to know. Mm-hmm. How would you protect from gossip? For Maybe me, number yeah. one is don't engage in it yourself, no? Definitely walk the talk. Yeah, yeah. I think another one as well is just your theory of space. Like, you know, like notice who you're always with, who are the five people that, you know, that you commonly, that that that, that you surround yourself with and take a look at their values, you know, like chismosa basila, you know, right. like is the need there? Because, you know, if chismis is getting out, it's most likely coming from those guys. So really take a look at your space and take a look at, you know, is it serving you? Or are you are you, are you the smartest, you know, richest, most you know, accomplished person in the room? Because if it's you, then you probably need to upgrade your space. Um, and I think also just having having that level of detachment of I don't really care um, yeah, yeah, is yeah, really works. You know, like I don't I don't care what you say about me because it's more a reflection of you than it is about me. You know, and I'm just here to live my best life and <laughs> You know what? That's wonderful, Kathy. You know why that's so wonderful? Because why? now we just address this entire annoying gossip, toxic attitude with our very first topic, which is your belief system. Mm. If yeah. we have a solid belief system, you have 
probably maybe some healthy self-esteem. You're right. aware. Uh, mm -hmm. You also have some practical knowledge of the good and the bad in people and that gossip is part of life and it's something that you have to deal with. Our yeah. children are surely going to deal with it at one at one point in their life and it's going to get worse, diba? So we don't want to pretend it doesn't exist. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. but it's like you said, diba? Having a good... If your head is in the right place, it's more understandable for most. Uh, you know, whatever goes your way, you're less likely to topple over and trip. Because mm. yeah. you're in a solid, calm space. Yeah. It, yeah it, it really goes back to, I think, building that resilience and that grit towards you know whatever it is that life tries to throw at you yeah yeah that's you why it's super important to affirm who you are like all the time every day like affirm who you are you really gotta know what you're made of because when people start to talk about you and you know it's gonna sting or it can kill you it, you just gotta it be can. very strong to yeah be able yeah. to I, I, you know that doesn't bother me. It's nothing. And you know what the 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 gossiping now for the younger generation is worse, because gossip oh, yeah. before because it happens online. Oh yeah, yeah. the bullying, the cyber yeah. bullying. So the gossip can happen online, whereas before maybe gossip happened at school, at work, but at yeah. least you have a break from it. You go home and it's a break. You wake up, it's a new day. But you mm -hmm. know, for our kids now and for the younger generation, it happens online. So it stays yeah. in the feed of people, it gets posted and shared, and it can That's spread. So like hard, no? It's hard, mm -hmm. no? and it's very yeah. sad. And 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 that's why, you know, in the last I have my research here, by the way. <laughs> wow, there's a graph up. Yeah, suicide <laughs> I love in the last out. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's suicide in the last 30 years. Yeah, oh, that's sad. Sad, Deba. And it's very, so, it's, it's very linked with the whole technology and everything. Mm -hmm. uh, sorry, you know, the, the social media, fake posting, ranting online, bad for your health. Yes. No, I have to say, you know, this doing this thing with, with the two of you, it's also very good for me because I really get my spirits up and I can learn from your insights. And it's nice to have kasi, a dialogue. Mm. Instead of seeing yeah. everything is complain na lang, complain sa gobyerno, complain mm. dito, complain sa Facebook, chismis yeah. na lang, di ba? Chismis yeah. na lang tayo. This is, this, is, this is your new theory of space. <laughs> no, it's nice. It's a positive, it's a positive discourse eh. Yeah. yeah, like going back to like the depression and suicide rates, that's actually one of the reasons why I put up coaching happiness. Um, you know, it is really to bring awareness and to really combat, um, you know, what a lot of, you know, our generation and the younger generation are going through. And a lot of that has to do then with social media and, you know, trying to keep up with the Joneses. Um, but, you know, based on, based on like what I've been studying and kind of based on uh, my experience with clients, a lot of these depressive episodes, a lot of these suicide attempts could have, can be stopped just by having somebody there to talk to about it. Just to have somebody there that isn't judging you, somebody that can hold space and just listen to whatever it is that you're going through. 
and just to tell you that you know everything is going to be okay it really is about how do you build resilience especially with the younger generation where in a way things have really come to them a lot more easier right like growing up when we had research assignments or whatever we had to go to the library we had to crack open encyclopedias etc like everything now is at their fingertips and i think it's because of that they don't have as much grit or as much resilience as the older generation when it comes to dealing with all these you know all these new um you know experiences all these emotions that are kind of happening to them you know i don't believe that we have I don't believe that we have like negative experiences or negative emotions. You know, I usually tell clients like that's where the best lessons are. So like really dig where is the pain coming from? Because that's the lesson that you need to learn. Because if you don't learn that now, it's just going to repeat itself like a different guy or a different situation or a different person, but same cycle. Exactly. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. And, and, to our listeners out there, like resilience is being able to bounce back from anything. It's how how well you're able to just come back to yourself. And that's why it's important to have your identity and whole because that's where you're always going to come back to when you need mm-hmm. to bounce back from anything. So yeah. like, it, it just comes, it goes back again to you got to be aware of self-awareness, your yeah. mindset, and mm-hmm. then your beliefs. Everything so trickles down. So how can we develop this resilience, girl? I agree with both of you 100% on this. Mm-hmm. I mean, the whole the whole suicide, anxiety, depression, social media, 10 hours a day for Filipinos. But then our rates are going up for depression, anxiety, panic attacks, and suicide. Mm-hmm. Uh, at exactly the same time, huh? at exactly yep. the same time, social media was invented and has scaled and has been dominant in the Philippines. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think, no, can you imagine? Uh, let's talk about the last 10 years. Uh, if you're a child and you always see your parent or your tito or your tita or your lola or your lola, uh, what are they always doing with this gray box? You know, sometimes it's, a, sometimes it's a small black box that fits in the palm of their hand. Sometimes it's a bigger black box that they have on their lap or this big desk. No? So, so the kids can see that this box is so important to us as human beings. But then we should not, I believe to fight that, we should do it old school in the fact that, oh no, in the way that we're, we should really dialogue with people, make connections that are part of life. Mm. You know, have a conversation. Don't go to fucking revel and go because it's a noisy place. You don't have to show how stupid you are because you can't carry a fucking conversation. (laughs) Sorry. I'm an opinionated man. What can I say? Huh? No, but it's you know what I mean. It's a danger to our society. Mm. This whole thing, eh? you cannot. We cannot discount the mindset, and there's so many times we discount intelligence in other people and in ourselves at the risk of all these crazy things because we don't. We refuse to look at the what's happening around us. I I think what you're referring to is more entertainment, like people distracting themselves with entertainment. You know, in terms of social media, in terms of getting drunk and going out, etc., in order not to deal with whatever their, their their issues are. So, you know, like going back to resilience, I think it really is about um, working on that self-awareness. And it really starts with asking yourself, you know, questions of like, where did I learn this? 
you know, when you have a reaction to something, like when you feel mad at, I don't know, somebody has been gossiping about me, so I just feel mad. Start asking yourself, like, why? Why, why am I mad? You know, where is this coming from? And being able to really, you know, dig into yourself and really ask those questions um, helps you, number one, detach from whatever emotion is that, you know, that's coming up because you realize, oh, this is my ego that's showing up. It's not really, this isn't me because I can observe it there. I can become a third person observer to me being mad and acting out. Um, second thing is you have a better understanding of yourself. You have a better understanding of, okay, so this is triggering for me. And just with that simple awareness, you can detach. You know, you can tell yourself, this isn't about me anymore. You know, and that's, that's building resilience, really finding what's the lesson here. You know, like what's the lesson behind what's happening to me? Or what's the lesson behind this negative experience? And then you think, okay, so this is the lesson. It could be kindness, compassion. I don't know. How do I move forward? Right? right. Like what what are the next steps that I need to do? And like honestly, it's easier said than done. But again, like we go back to self-awareness. I keep telling people you can't go from Trump to the Dalai Lama in terms of awareness, right? In a span of a yeah. day, this is, takes oh, work. So yeah. for me, like, right? Like the younger that you start, you know, the more awareness you can really, the more self-aware you are, the more you can kind of question yourself. I feel the more resilience and the more grit you kind of create for yourself because of that space of kindness and compassion that you know that this is a struggle. I'm aware that this is a struggle, but there's mm -hmm. a lesson there. So let me take a step back and kind of figure out what that lesson is. Okay, I figured it out. Now I can go back in with that kindness and compassion and not be as reactive to it as I probably would have been a couple of months ago. Yeah. And that's why one of the best things to be able to build your resilience is, I mean, two of the things, one in their very kind of like opposite is one is to cult be good at forgiving yourself and forgiving you know whoever has wronged you it's like be an expert at, at doing that and that's going to help you bounce back faster i mean whether it's with somebody that wronged you or it's something that you feel stupid for doing yourself i think forgiveness is such a i mean it sounds cheesy but it is really powerful and it's true like that's what's going to help you bounce back and the other thing for me is is really overcoming fear and the only way to face fears is to is to face it you know that's why they say face your fear um that's another way to develop like very strong resilience and mm. science-backed things and um i i wish that you know people would not just listen to it but take action execute it and experience oh, no. it for themselves make it a habit no yeah, because once you actually try it and experience now, holy cow, this actually works. It It's like a breakthrough because we only learn things once by listening to it. But when there's no application, you never get to really practice it. You just know it in your head. But the feeling yeah. of the, that freedom you feel when you actually like get the life lesson is yeah. uh, priceless and you really level up like exponentially so that's yeah. gonna save you guys a lot of years yeah no, no totally no, no, no. that's great add on to that oh sorry rob no go ladies first go ahead 
no, like just just to add on to what Rika said, like that's that's yes, like that that that's totally true, especially when it comes to getting out of your comfort zone and moving into more of the fear zone a little bit. Um, you know, we keep telling ourselves a lot of things. I want to do this. I want to be this. I want to experience this. But in when it comes to communication, um, language is actually only makes up seven percent of like if when we want to actually do something. Thirty-eight percent is emotions. It's really feeling that this is something that I really need to do. And 55% is the body. You're actually going out and doing it. The body really is the hardest thing to move, which is why like, you know, if you tell yourself that, oh, you know, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna exercise tomorrow and I'm gonna run, etc. You wake up the next day and you're like, oh, it's raining. Oh, you know, it's really warm inside my bed. Maybe tomorrow in the lung. 55%, like the body is the hardest thing to get to move. But once you kind of get past that, emotion and language will follow. Yeah, and I agree. You know? and, and if I may add to it also, um, coming from a difficult time in my life three years ago, I wouldn't have imagined that my mood that now, my mm. mood, my mind, my behavior, even the group of friends that I have now uh, are better than ever. You know? so, so, so much better than ever. So I have this little list that I'd like to share. You no. Know? For people who are in need of maybe building some resilience, but they don't know where to start. Uh, number one, you have to remember, you know, you're not an island. No? So making connections is extremely important. Yep. Uh, you don't have to have a lot of friends, a lot of lot. Uh, what you do want to find, though, are quality friends. Right. Uh, a handful of quality friends can go a long way for the rest of your life. But being sure. Mr. or Mrs. Popularity with so much friends who are useless... Uh, you know, it's just going to eat you up. It's going it, to, it's going to end up hurting people. It's, yes, you're going to pay yes. the price eventually, you know? So accepting help and support from people who care about you, uh, and who are willing to listen to your strengths and criticize you for the wrong things that you do, mm. you know, not out of cheesiness or anything. Yeah, yeah. Call you out. That, that's very important, no? So you're no saint either. None of us are. But mm -hmm. uh, having people who who can be comfortable enough to call you out, uh, but have your best, uh, have the best in mind for you. That's the kind of people you want to be around. And uh, I think next up is also avoid seeing problems as such unsurmountable, permanent problems. You know, things will change. Things will get better. I mean, in this COVID time, my gosh. Yeah. Uh, my gosh. Let's just say my gosh. Uh, what we went through, especially we're keeping the business alive, no? Uh, if if my younger self has been through this, oh my gosh, I I would not be able to handle it, talaga. No, but uh, but it's important to say that you know these problems they come from a season; they don't last forever. Don't yes. apply a permanent solution, uh, like suicide, like slashing yourself, like developing a drug habit, uh, just because you're having a problem at this, uh, you know, at this well, time. I just want to say that those are coping mechanisms, not necessarily yeah. the. But yeah, coping mechanism. Yeah, yeah, yes. Okay. And then uh, I think uh, eventually also it's, it's important to have goals and to mm -hmm. accept that change is part of a living. You can have mm -hmm. goals, but you know, Mike Tyson said, uh, you can have all the plans in the world, but the plans seem to change the moment you get punched in the face. That's normal. Mm -hmm. You know, entrepreneurship, that's so normal. We have all yes. these business plans that everyone does, but the moment day one hits you, oh my gosh, you're changing plans left and right, you know. But the goal stays the same. So I think that's very important. And yeah. if you have a goal, it helps with your resilience because human beings, 
we're very aiming creatures. And if we don't have something that we're aiming at, what do you know? We get lost. All right? So more like having that that like that big vision or life purpose. Yes, purpose, yeah. vision, meaning. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and then yeah. I think also, if I may add one last, uh, when you have resilience, you may doubt yourself. You might not be the best person in mind. Uh, you may not be the best person at the time. However, uh, make your decisions and stick to it. Right? So that you also can learn to trust yourself. Yeah. Allow yourself to make mistakes, but then learn from your mistakes. So, And if people don't take decisions, because it's such a terrible life to live if you can't even trust yourself. Yeah. Right. That's, a, that's, a, that's a daily prison. And yep. if you you know if you're if you're in battle with yourself, that's mm. the most painful battle of all. Eh? Mm -hmm. And you know that's also the most crucial battle that you have to win. Yeah, yeah. I keep telling people like it's either you live your life or you're gonna allow life to live you, and exactly. the latter isn't much fun. Magandayan, magandayan. Chaka, just stemming off what Rob said about um, like um, you know you gotta have your goals and stuff like that. It's like, yes, we got to have our goals, but in the process of getting there, we also have to learn how to detach from, because you not change. I mean, everything changes from one moment, one moment to another. I mean, during this whole COVID thing, the moment you make Chica the news to somebody, there's like another news already that came up, right? So it was really like, oh my God, every hour there's something new. And, you know, um, if I may teach you guys something from like the yogic side of things, it's like it's detachment. It's learning how to, okay, you, because detachment isn't like you don't care about whatever happens. It's more of like, okay, you know, you know where you're going and your goal and purpose in life is really to develop yourself fully to your full potential because that's, that's God's purpose for us. Like we got to live our fullest potential as human beings, right? But getting along getting through that it's like you gotta learn how to detach because outcomes will always change and one phrase i think it's italian that i've learned from like the philosophies of stoicism i was just reading mm -hmm. about this like again the other day it's called nice. amor amor fati which is being in love with whatever comes like come with me it's oh, be okay nice. with that yeah, yeah it's like because we, you know, if, for example, like, uh, if you break your leg and you just complain and bitch about it, like, you might not know that that breaking of your leg was a blessing in disguise for something else. Like, we, we'll just never yeah. know. So it, just take it as it is and be okay with it. And so that's, yeah, nice, that's huh? like, right? That's wonderful. Like, that's Amorfuti. Love your fate. Yes. Which is, in fact, your life. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, not being attached to results, yep, or yeah. not being attached to the outcome. Just enjoy, enjoy the journey. Yeah, you never know. Yeah, yeah. sir, sir Eric Sacro, and thank you very much for your comments. Yeah, it's hard yeah. to depend on someone else or waiting for someone else to decide. That's true. Oh yeah, definitely. I don't, I don't, I don't think you should. Like you know, the moment you you kind of pass on resp your responsibility to someone else is the, is that the moment you do that 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 just puts you on you know like the losing side of life because you're just accepting yeah. whatever comes your way yeah but Barry, if it's someone that you love and someone who's part of your life but they're behaving in that way i think number one just 
just maybe first uh, step, take a step back. It's just a behavior at this season, no? And yeah. if there's someone that's very important to you, empathy is important because you have to acknowledge that uh, they're going through their own journey and maybe so are you. Yeah. Diba? And maturity mm -hmm. should come in in such a way that, you know what, I don't have to get into that frame of mind as, you know, I can still be myself, have my joy, have my peace, and maybe yeah. I can help this person out who's undecided. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I mean, when it comes to, to decision-making, like I was just teaching my kids, um, you know, the power of decision-making. When you really think about it, when you make a decision, it's at an instant. Even if you take, oh, I'll, I'll sleep on it, I'll take one week to think about it, I'll take one year to think about it, when the time comes that you're going to make the choice anyway, it still comes at a moment. So it's like get better at making decisions um, faster and practice. Um, okay, like once you make a decision, you know that there's going to be weight that comes with that decision. Like be ready to handle it. Mm -hmm. and, and so when you think about it too much, you don't even know, Siguro, what comes with that decision until you make it. So be good at it. Be an expert at making decisions. Yeah. So responsibility and commitment, basically. Yeah. 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 Make the decision and live with the consequences of it. Learn. Learn. Yeah. Uh, learn. And adapt. Okay, guys. Maganda yan. Thank you for your so question, Sir Eric. We have so much lessons today, diba, guys? Yeah, yeah. I love it. So, like, just to wrap it up, like, what is... Can I ask a question? The curfew now is 12 o'clock, right? I have no... I don't go out, so I don't know. I said, I don't, but July 22 is the new... From the last time I checked, July 22, restaurants are allowed to open until 11. Wow. Oh. That's <laughs> late. Okay, fake news. But I have to... Go. Just to be safe, I'll, I'll have to leave in like 15, 20 minutes. Yeah. Okay, so wrapping up. Biggest takeaway. But first, can I say thank you very much, ladies? Wonderful topic. Nice to join you. You're two very wonderful, positive people. Oh, um, okay. And I think now that, you know, Kathy, before we knew each other, puro, puro, it's always fun and games, no? When we would hang out with Chef Jonas and James and Daughters. But, but when you... <laughs> yeah, but you know, now, now that you shared some personal stuff with you, especially in episode zero, uh, mm. and the fact that you're this life coach, I'm very thankful for that. So thank thank you, Kathy, for you. Aw, thanks, Ryan. And, thank and you, for, for you, Rika, thank you also. I used to be an avid, avid anti-TikTok person. Me too, until I did. No, I mean, no. But you use you know, it so productively. Rob you know, that's how I saw you. That's how I saw you, your TikTok videos. And I'm like, this you know, is the, the first time I'm why. seeing TikTok and inspired. So thank the you for you. Thank you for you, Rika. You're welcome. But the reason why I put TikTok was purely because it was an exercise to see if I could if I could take that action step without, oh, should I do it? Should I not? What would people think? I was just like, you know what? My intention is pure. It's super pure. I just want one person, just one soul to be like, oh my gosh, that that once one minute video um, helped me in this moment. And I that's all I wanted to do. And I was like, I'm going to do it every day. And that's awesome because I saw your post where there's this young lady 
who was having a hard time in her life. I think she was like a teenager, yeah. early 20s. Yeah. And then you said she she really resonated with what you had to say on TikTok. I'm sure yeah. before seeing your video, she was probably seeing a lot of fake filtered bikini videos where people just face tune the hell out of themselves. Right? And making her feel worse. But yours really helped her in, in her period in time. And you know what's funny about that video? So guys, if you didn't know, like um, I was... What I do on TikTok is just motivational stuff. But on that day, I was kind of tired and I didn't have like a topic. I just didn't want to post. And I mm. felt I felt lonely. I, I was crying before I filmed it. I was like, I want somebody to say that they love me. Like, I feel lonely, you know? Like, so I was like, you know what? If, if, if I don't get to hear it today, maybe somebody would feel that way too. So I made a video and then I was like, Holy cow, this is so, my friends are going to find this so cringy that I'm saying, you know what, if you don't, if nobody has said I love you to you today, I love you, you're special, you're worthy, you're important. And then I, I just closed my eyes and I posted it. I'm like, bahala na whoever finds it. And you know, that video got a hundred plus thousand views. I got 200 yeah. comments and I got people uh, doing that duet where they send mm. their reaction to mm. me saying I love you to them and they're just like atherics thank you I needed that I needed that and I was just like see when you overthink and overanalyze and you you don't decide like oh I don't know that's cringy what would people think like you miss out on the the pureness of the moment and the vulnerability yep. and that's that's what I feel like I look for when I when I watch people I'm like I want to see the realness of that person yeah, mm -hmm. and look, because and you came that, over I your. <laughs> I will, I will. But but look, you 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 came over your initial doubt, and you ended up yeah. helping this young woman so much that she cried because she was so touched. Yeah. Right? I mean, sometimes it could be cringy, but my gosh, if you're living in a, uh, sorry if this hits home with some people, no? especially if you're living in a home of filled with abuse, uh, even if it's a cheesy "I love you" from someone you don't know in TikTok, and it helps. It Dude, yeah. The world, the world is better for it. Yeah, yeah, and I, I was so like touched. I, I, I got blessed after that, and I felt, I felt the love. I was like, okay, I don't need to hear it from a man or anybody. Like, you know, I just love is not always yeah. a relationship. You know? So, yeah. so it turns out like it, it turns, it turns out like it, it turns out like that. It turns out like that old guy Jesus Christ was pretty correct. With saying that, parang treat others as you would like to treat others yourselves, and look, it really does bounce back to you. And in this case, it bounced back right away. And if you don't want to talk about the religious aspect of it, you could call it the universe. You you receive yeah. what you give out, so you just gave out something and you got it back two hundred times. Exactly. That's why. Yeah, amazing. That's the first, guys. No, that's why. You know, that's why I, I love. I look forward to this Wednesdays with you girls. I look forward. <laughs> We and, do we this every make, day. and we didn't make cheese at all. Can you imagine? We're one. <laughs> we're, that's why I'm saying we can talk for an hour and thirty minutes and forty five seconds right now with zero cheese You know, Kat <laughs> and I, we stayed for like what four hours after when you went to buy your makeup. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> we stayed till five. Now. I have makeup now. <laughs> I know. Yeah, we just nice, but but ladies, I thank mm. you for you, the two of you. Thank you for you too. You guys are awesome.
improv. I mean, this was your idea, so I'm just I'm just happy to be a part of it. If I'm honest, um, an idea is just an idea, but it takes people to make things a reality. You know. That's yeah. True. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I would I very much share this reality with the two of you, and I thank you. Namaste, Thank guys. You. Namaste. Yeah. All right. To wrap this up, guys, biggest we'll takeaway. Just... <laughs> Rubbing sleep. What no, is the biggest takeaway? Oh, ladies Ako first. Na. Ladies first. Is, um, is, uh, you know, is our human connection between the three of us, I think, I more than like the topic that we discussed, um, I feel like because you know you guys are my friends and we're able to you know our ideas and our language it's like we're so aligned with you know the way we think that's a takeaway for me because i think people out there just need to find a few good men not men but you know just a few quality friends that's gonna help pull them up in life mm. in other words yep yeah. kathy um for me it my biggest takeaway is it really be mindful of your space, like who you share it with, you know, the people that, you know, you share ideas and your life and your big vision with because it really matters. And just being able to, I think one of the biggest um, Filipino like belief systems that I still maybe struggle with as well is just people expressing themselves. And just what Rika was talking about earlier, just saying, I love you. Um, you know, and expressing that to the people who you feel, you know, mean something to you um, should really be a practice. Like everybody should be doing this. Um, you know, I, I do it a lot, like with my life coaching circles, saying I love you um, isn't a weird thing. Um, I kind of, I kind of get a kick out of some people's reactions when I say it to them because it ranges from like shock to <laughs> I don't know, disgust sometimes. Like what? <laughs> um, they like it. You know, at the end of the day, it makes you feel good. Um, you know, it's my way of of, of expressing myself. Um, and I think this is something that a lot more people should do, especially dads. I don't hear it as much from dads. Um, men aren't as expressive as women saying I love you. Yeah. You know, yeah. so you know, training, training your train if you if your dad is still around, train your dad to tell you to 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 say I love you to you. If you are oh, a dad, try and you know, make it make it make it as natural as possible telling your kids that you love them and that you appreciate them. Um, it, it it really does a lot for the psyche and it really uplifts whoever it is that's hearing it. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. You know, my biggest, one of my biggest fears is that my kids might get tired of me saying I love you to them because I do it in every single conversation with them. Aww. You know, um, uh, the, one of the biggest, uh, however, I don't baby them. Huh? Uh, yeah. I debate with them, you know, because right now they're pushing yeah. back. They have, There's a lot of pushback. But wait, my biggest takeaway first, uh, I think I, I really enjoyed the whole conversation of resilience. Um, mm. You know, when I, when I got separated, I, I was in this shell because because of all the gossip. No, it's like literally every person I spoke to had a different story to tell from a gossip that they heard someone mm. else. And it I felt. And I can imagine. I can imagine some people who are in the in in a very hard time in their life. Sometimes they feel that wherever they step, it's danger 
the dangers to them. And that's how I felt for a good nine months. Nine months, you know, when, when I would wake up, I would look forward to sleeping so that it would be time to sleep already. So it was very yeah. tough. Uh, but I had mm. my family around me. That was good. And then my true friends really surfaced. You know, uh, mm. and I, I thought a lot of the blaming really happened by uh, everyone along. No? But then you can tell talaga the quality of people when they choose to go over the gossip and they choose to, uh, to not be a negative, you know, not be a negative player in the lives of other people and disguise, yeah. it, disguise it as righteousness and concern. Pretending to be such a good person, like oh my gosh, so I hope that the uh, resilience talk of this episode would help someone because it is very difficult to be living a life when you think that you don't have any kakampe. Right, you're yeah. very close to throwing in the towel, and however that proverbial towel might be that you might throw, you know, I think if you're in going through that part, this uh, hurting yourself is never the right. It's never a solution. Yeah. Uh, instead, make yourself stronger. And it starts in between your ears, my friends. So this is your chef, Rob. I don't say it much. I don't say it much, but I'll copy in the fashion of Ricks and Kat. Uh, I, do, I do love you. You are loved. You're special. You may be going through a hard time now, but stick around. Uh, and let's see you get stronger together. Love us. Thanks, Rob. <laughs> How about this? Oh, wow. <laughs> well, thank you guys. That's it for tonight. We will see you again right. next Wednesday, same time, Yay, 8 p.m. I'm so excited. We'll what we want to talk Eric, about then. Thank you for watching, Eric. Thank you. Thanks, thank guys. You guys. Bye. Bye. See you Wednesday. Bye.